Welcome. We're Jackie and Brian, and this is As the Ice Cream Churns. Together, we founded Ample Hills Creamery, one of the most beloved ice cream brands of the last decade. Then we lost it all. We filed for bankruptcy a day before New York City shut down due to COVID-19. Now, someone else owns Ample Hills, and we're out of work. But we're ready to start over. Come join us for an exploration of what went wrong, and more importantly, what comes next. Our guides are close friend, Debbie Rosen. She created the cracked cookies in our hit flavor, salted cracked caramel. When she's not baking, she's a therapist. We thought she could help us navigate these troubled waters. Let's get started. Okay, so last episode, you left us hanging with the Bob Iger email. What happened after that? Well, I mean, you know, actually sort of, I think it it helps to maybe go back just a little bit before that, uh, before we get to Bob. And I, I grew up in south florida um in a place called boca raton which is you know mostly a community where you go to retire but i I did grow up there and uh, the family you know we went to disney two three times a year as a kid so i mean i was all in on disney jackie probably tell you that she wasn't quite such a my my family never had any interest (laughs) in in actually going to disney i love disney and (laughs) You know, not in any kind of conscious way, but I think in retrospect, all of that sort of focus that Disney had on storytelling uh, and narrative, uh, nobody does it better than Disney. And I think that that was really baked into the way that we thought of Ample Hills as a different kind of ice cream shop, an ice cream shop that did more than just sell milk, cream, sugar, and eggs. You know, it told a, a story of how the ice cream was being made. It told stories with the individual flavors. And I think ultimately, um, you know, when uh, we started shipping ice cream out of our uh, Gowana shop, which was the summer of 2014, we opened that shop on July 15th uh, in 2014. And later that summer, we started shipping ice cream around the country to customers uh, on dry ice, and we were hand packing the pints. And uh, we could see who the orders were coming in from, you know, and an order came in from Bob Iger at Disney. And we just uh, you couldn't believe that Bob Iger was getting on his computer and ordering ice cream. And so we shipped him uh, the ice cream and we shipped him a copy of our new cookbook that had just come out. And, you know, and he wrote that that email that um, I'll I'll uh, I'll just go through again uh, real quickly. He said, Brian. I can't thank you enough for the book, and your ice cream is simply incredible. I've already sent a few six-packs to friends, and I fully intend to introduce others to your magnificent creations. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. Who knows? Triple question mark. Maybe we can get Ample Hills to Disney. Triple question mark. Best, Bob. And so it was, you know, it came in at what time at night? It was like 9.30 in the evening uh, on October 17th, 2014. And that really, there's like the before and after. Uh, And that moment 
really changed everything. I mean, that we, we spent about a half hour absolutely convinced that, you know, it was somebody playing a prank on mm-hmm. us. There's no way that Bob Iger at Disney is emailing uh, me. And uh, we read the email over about 7,000 times and then finally wrote him back an email and, you know, told him all about how I'd grown up in South Florida and went to Disney and Yes, he could help, <laughs> and yes, we'd love to have ample hills at Disney. Um, but really, what happened, I, I guess, you know, in the in the coming weeks and months, was that he really became uh, a mentor uh, to me and a friend, and and we got on the phone quite a bit. And uh, you know, I think the biggest value, really, what he did at the, those early months was to help us codify. Um, what it was that we were doing well and you know everything we had done up to that point uh, we clearly had made intention to do the things we had done but we hadn't written them down in such a way uh, you know we didn't have a business plan that's right i mean everything came naturally to us in a way that was just kind of embedded in our dna and in the way in which we set up the shop and you know what the way we thought about the business Um, You're right. Yeah, we hadn't, uh, yes, exactly, but we hadn't sort of put it down on paper in a a way that would allow us to grow, to open, we were starting to think about opening more shops, we were starting to think about expanding, and how we could do that and to keep the heart and soul of what we'd done and to sort of, uh, you know, identify these are the things that are important to us. Mm -hmm. It's storytelling, community, and gathering spot, and these things we hadn't really given voice to as much as we had, we had shown but not told. And so one of the things that Bob was so good at was sort of helping coach us through the experience of putting those things down on paper and sort of creating a mission statement out of that and a a vision for the company. And then, um, you know, as the the months came on into November and December, then what really happened that was so um, mind-blowing was that he started to send ice cream to his friends. And so, you know, as a Christmas gift, that was the big thing. And so his Christmas gift list came in and there were about 30 or 40 names on it. And they were a who's who, you know, people at Disney and in the entertainment industry Um, and you know, for me as a, a, a sci-fi uh, movie writer, you know, the, the best name on that list was J.J. Abrams, who had, of course, directed the new Star Trek movie. They had reinvented the Star Trek movie, and he'd been hired to direct the new Star Wars movie, which was Episode Seven, which hadn't, which wasn't going to come out for another year from then. So this was December of 2014. Uh, Episode 7 didn't come out into theaters until December of 2015, but he'd already been shooting the movie. And so Bob had sent him ice cream uh, to JJ, and JJ had written this beautiful little thank you note to Bob and had drawn a picture of himself like as like a giant Jabba the Hutt kind of character, and it said, after Ample Hills, you know? And it was it was this picture of himself as this giant fat person. It was very cute. And so, um, and then somewhere around mid-December, uh, we were at the shop in Gowanus, mm-hmm. and uh, we got a phone call from somebody who was working on a yacht in the Bahamas who was asking if we could get ice cream down to this yacht before Christmas. And we thought about it and we said, well, I, I don't, we'd, you know, we couldn't ship the ice cream internationally and we couldn't ship it to a yacht. Uh, we certainly couldn't ship it internationally. And we were, 
uh, said we were sorry and um, and no and uh, and hung up the phone and then we started to Google uh, the name of the yacht. We thought, well, I mean, the yacht has to belong to somebody. It's a yacht in the Bahamas, and they want ice cream. And the yacht was registered to Steven Spielberg, and that just, of course, blew our minds because how would Steven Spielberg have heard of Ample Hills? Why does he want the ice cream on his yacht? And does he, or is it somebody else on his yacht? And so about a half hour later, we got another call, this time from Spielberg's assistant um, at uh, one of the movie studios, who was calling to basically plead with us to find a way to get him ice cream on this yacht. And um, we did, we figured it out. His, his, uh, his son, Spielberg's grown son, was flying through New York, uh, the week before Christmas, and so he would be able to come to the shop and pick up the ice cream and then get it down himself to his dad on the yacht for the family to have a, a vacation. But we asked this assistant, we said, well, well how, wait, how does Spielberg have uh, know anything about Ample Hills? Why, why is he going through these links to get ice cream onto the yacht? And she said, well, it's because J.J. Abrams shared the ice cream with Spielberg. And specifically, J.J. Abrams had invited Spielberg into his office um, the, uh, the week before, before he'd gone down to his yacht, to uh, share with him footage from the new Star Wars movie that nobody else in the world had seen, but he was going to share it with Spielberg to get his opinion. And while the two of these guys... <laughs> the best sci-fi movie people in the world are sitting there watching Star Wars, J.J. shared with him the Ample Hills ice cream. And Spielberg was like, my God, I've got to have this on my yacht. And so then, about uh, a week after that, um, it was uh, the day after Christmas, and Bob Iger visited our shop for the very first time. He came to, uh, uh, he was in town for the holidays, and he came to the Gowanus shop uh, to meet us, and uh, we'd talked on the phone many times before then and corresponded via email. And he came into the shop, and the first thing I did was I told him the story about Spielberg and J.J. Abrams because, of course, the only reason Spielberg had the ice cream was because he, Bob, had sent the ice cream to J.J. And he said, oh, I, I know he's on his yacht. I was going to have you send him ice cream, uh, just like to everybody else, but I knew he was on his yacht, so I was going to do it after Christmas. Let me give him a call. And so Bob Iger picks out, takes out his cell phone and calls Steven Spielberg on his yacht and puts him on speakerphone and says, Steven, you know where I am right now? You know, I'm at Ample Hills. And so for about, you know, two to three minutes, we got to talk to uh, Steven Spielberg about Ample Hills and about ice cream and his favorite flavor, which was, uh, what was his favorite flavor? Well, Pistachio was, was the pistachio yeah. with Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. but I mm -hmm. thought it was Nona D's. Oh no, you're right. At that time, it was Nona D's. Um, yeah. And then later on, when we had spoken with him, yeah, he was talking about how incredible the pistachio yeah. was. Yeah. But for me, I, I mean, that moment in time was. I remember thinking, like, it doesn't get any better than this. It can't get any better than this. There's no way it can get better than this. Well, I mean, and I just have to, you know, interject and just say that, you know, you were just so smitten with Spielberg forever. Mm. And so, yeah. you know, I mean, you I mean, wrote... I wrote bad sci-fi movies. Yeah, yeah. Flubird Flu Terror, was it? Flubird Terror, yeah. Don't Alien Express. Up. Yeah, okay. With Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Careful, because people might look it up. 
Yeah, don't. Yeah, we don't want you to look those up, please. Uh, Spielberg definitely wouldn't have directed those. But you know, yeah, it, it just it, it couldn't get any better than that. Not for me, anyway. So, it couldn't get any better, did it? Well, I mean, maybe not for Brian, but for Ample Hills and and for for me, I think it certainly did. Because then, um, what. Bob was doing was sending the ice cream all over the place to all of his friends, to Barbara Streisand, um, to Oprah Winfrey. Mm. And um, <laughs> I'll never forget also when Oprah Winfrey actually called the Vanderbilt shop. And Max, um, who used to be a student of mine, and, um, and many, many people will know Max because he identified as a vampire. Um, but Max, Max picked up the phone and you know, um, he's, you know, she said, Oh, hi. He's like, she's like, this is Oprah Winfrey. Can I speak with the owners of Ample Hills? And he kind of laughed and he said, uh, no, the owners are not here right now. And, and she said, well, this is Oprah. And I wanted to just, you know, relay a message to them. And in, in Max's mind, he said at that moment, he thought that he was going to be gifted a new car. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but then, but then, uh, yeah. So, so, so she said, well, I just want to say, I just got this incredible gift, um, uh, from my friend, Bob Iger and, um, and the ice cream was phenomenal. The ooey gooey was absolutely outrageously out of this world. And I love the salted crack caramel and, you know, Max was like, oh, the ooey gooey is my favorite too. And he was actually, uh, he loved the ooey gooey. So, um, so yeah, just, it, it, it kind of snowballed from, from that time. Um, you know, after that we were, um, you know, it just snowballed. Yeah. So this is all very intoxicating. What would you say was your most important takeaway from your relationship with Bob? Well, I mean, you know, it, it, and it goes on to this day. He's, you know, helped us sort of think through um, some of the, you know, the fall that happened uh, at Ample Hills and process that. But, you know, really, um, you know, besides the sort of heady, uh, dizzying experience of introducing it to these trendsetters and, and VIP people, you know, there's that just that sense of the the opening of doors, you know, and and the validation that comes from somebody who runs what you know is considered by most people to be you know the the great media um, company uh, on the planet, and 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 one that um, does a profoundly beautiful job of telling stories uh, in. in in all kinds of media, whether you're standing in line at a ride uh, mm -hmm. at, at Epcot mm -hmm. or at the uh, Magic Kingdom, or if you're in a movie theater watching one of Disney's movies, um, their focus on uh, storytelling is so profound. And I, I think that um, for him to recognize that in what we were doing, um, sort of the ultimate kind of validation, it gave us the confidence to believe that... Um, this business, this idea of what we were doing had legs and, and, and might be able to grow and move beyond uh, Brooklyn and the area that we were in. And so when he also then would share it with people like J.J. Abrams or Spielberg or Oprah, and then their response was the same as his response, not, oh, that's nice, Bob, thanks for sharing it, but, you know, I don't really like it. No, their response was, you know, let me send it out to other people. I mean, Spielberg 
for years has sent the ice cream to all kinds of actors that have all been in his movies, you know, when it's their birthdays. And so they become fans and then um, push that story forward. Um, you know, and, and I, I think, it, it, you know, it led to so many things. I mean, the Food Network uh, ended up doing a special and named us the top ice cream in the country. You know, and, and that, of course, is not a direct relationship to, to, to Bob or Bob introducing the ice cream to Food Network, but the exposure that working with Bob uh, and Disney uh, brought to the company um, put it in front of people like Food Network, etc. And then, I mean, then there was also the license deals. I mean, doing actual ice cream with Disney properties. I mean, I, I, you know, I won't forget, like, you know, I was sitting on the couch and I was thinking, my God, it'd be so cool to do Star Wars ice cream, you know, when episode seven comes out. Now that JJ's had the ice cream and Bob likes it. And so I just texted Bob Iger and, you know, pitched him the idea. I said, what do you think? And, you know, and he loved it. And we talked with JJ and came up with flavor ideas. And I mean, and, and you know, got to fly out to Los Angeles for uh, the premiere event and met JJ Abrams. And uh, so, yeah, the, all those things um, allowed the ice cream and the company to be seen by a, a much, much, much broader audience, you know, that, than it otherwise would have been. And a much, much uh, tighter and, and shorter time frame. I mean, we also then eventually um, got to opening, a, talking to, to Bob about opening a shop. I mean, from that very first email when he had said, you know, maybe Ample Hills at Disney? Question mark. Yeah. Um, I mean, so uh, you know, I don't remember when that was. The... That was in 2016. Um, yeah. We flew down there and we uh, we helped open that shop. Um, beautiful, beautiful space. So what you're talking about is, you know, all the benefits of this relationship and what it brought to you. Was there a downside? <laughs> well, hmm. I mean, you know, it's funny because I, I don't know that there had to have been a downside. I think there ultimately probably was a downside. I think, um, I think that's something that, um, you know, you could definitely draw a straight line to from those dizzying heights of, of, of dealing with Disney and all of those things to all the troubles that uh, befell us years later and uh, ultimately um, led to the bankruptcy. I think that um, ultimately it came, comes from sort of chasing uh, chasing that star and, and, and flying too close to the to the sun, if you will, but it, it, it's, um, you know, it led to, a, it led to a lot of things, a lot of wonderful opportunities, like raising a lot of equity uh, money uh, from private investors, um, which, you know, we can get into uh, next episode, and then what that caught, what that allowed us to do, but then what uh, the pressures that that then put on the business to continue to try to, to grow, uh, which then led to the stumbles that followed. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's enough for 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 one time. End before it gets too dark. Yes. <laughs> and then we'll get into the downside, the the line that was drawn. Yeah. The line. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Debbie. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thanks, Debs. <laughs>